Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons. We're advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, and research. Welcome back to the AUKUS Amplified podcast. We are so excited to bring you another episode of our podcast, and this time we're going to focus on Arthroplasty Today, the journal of the association, which has been super successful. And we're super excited today that we have Dr. McGrory, the former editor of the journal, joined us by a feature of the journal, Dr. Galladay, to tell us about the history of this journal and where we're going to be going with it. So without too much further ado, I am Stefan Obini. I'm the chair of the Digital Health and Social Media Committee. We're at the AUKUS 2019 sessions at Dallas. And Brian, tell us about yourself. Thank you, Stefano. I'm an orthopedic surgeon from Portland, Maine, and I've been involved in AUKUS for my whole career. I applied to be the editor of a new vision journal, an open access journal called Arthroplasty Today, and this represents our fifth year of publication. I'm Greg Galladay. I'm from VCU Health in Richmond and have been affiliated with the uh, arthroplasty today for the last uh, couple of years and have taken on the role of deputy editor for the last year and a half or so and going to be taking over as editor-in-chief following in Brian's footsteps starting in January. And as I recall, you had other roles of the association prior to this, right? Yes, I've been involved with AUKUS for a number of years and was chair of the publications committee prior to this and also serve as a editorial board member for the Journal of Arthroplasty. Right, and the publications committee for our audience uh, has what function in our society? The, the publications committee oversees these two publications for uh, for the society. The Journal of Arthroplasty is the official journal of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons since its inception and is actually owned and published by Elsevier. Arthroplasty Today is owned by Arthroplasty, uh, the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, but is published by Elsevier. So they're complementary to one another. Uh, currently, Journal of Arthroplasty is available online, but is a subscription journal and Arthroplasty Today is open access. That's awesome. We're so lucky to have actually two journals. So how do we come to the idea, Brian, of actually having a second journal? How, how, tell us a little bit about the genesis of Arthroplasty Today. Well, I think as the association grew, we came to realize that it would be beneficial to have an open access offering, open access being something that's published online and doesn't require subscription. That's a trend that's increasing in publication throughout the world. And as our association grew to include international members, this was something that we really wanted to focus on. In addition, Journal of Arthroplasty like many uh, subscription journals uh, that were premier and that are premier in, in orthopedics, decided not to do case reports. So the publications committee thought that having case report, a, a case report offering would be helpful. As we all know, people learn from case reports and our students and trainees, as well as many practicing doctors, prefer case reports to, to remember ideas and to essentially learn concepts. So Arthroplasty Today was born conceptually about six years ago now? Approximately six years ago, and then our first publication was five years ago. So Perfect. for the first half year, we uh, ramped up and had uh, submissions and kind of designed the journal. And so we've grown ever since that point. Actually, we've just modulated that. It used to be we would put out four issues, but now we've gone to a rolling publication online kind of model. Want to talk about that? Yes. So for the last five years, we've had quarterly publications of approximately 
recently in the last two to three years, 25 manuscripts published per quarter. The semantics of that are that the publications, once they were accepted, would go into purgatory, if you will, into an in-press, and then they'd wait for the quarterly publication to be published. Now we're going to rolling publications so that as, as soon as a manuscript is ready, it will be published on PubMed. And then we'll still collate them in quarterly editions, and we may even go by monthly editions ultimately, but that's been an exciting change that we're planning on in 2020. Awesome. And, and Greg, what can we find if we open the pages of Arthroplasty today? What are we going to be seeing as a percentage and types of articles? Sure. So the basic format is there's a note from the editor. There are 10 case reports and 10 original research publications typically. We also have publication types that may or may not be included in an issue, including office tips, surgical techniques, brief communications, arthroplasty in patients with rare conditions, and we also publish some other article types like white papers or uh, position papers, systematic reviews, uh, and other types of papers like that. Seems like a very practical set of papers, things you can really learn from and take home and maybe change your practice around. Um, what kind of, want to give me a couple of titles of recent articles we may have published? I'd like to say that in regard to being practical, one of the things that's nice is it, it's available. As we all walk around with technology available to us, most of us have smartphones that we carry with us for most of the day. This is available in its full content online anytime. So I'll just give you an example. We have a recent publication that's in our print edition at this meeting looking at the data behind and the recipes for dilute betadine to minimize infection in primary and revision joint replacements. And that's published by Matt Austin and his co-author. And that's available online for us to look at, and it's available collated in surgical tips section of the arthroplastytoday.org website. So that, that, that's a very practical thing that we can use, and you don't need to print out paper and bring it with you. You can just look at that in the operating room. But, and, but beyond that, to be clear, the, what you're underlining is unlike, say, Journal of Arthroplasty, where you have to either be a member of AUKUS to access it or have a subscription to the journal or access it through your university, this is accessible to anyone, correct? That's what the whole idea of open access is. What a, Talk about that? Exactly. This is open to anyone without subscription, without a print version, and is available online on a mobile device anywhere that you can access the internet without a subscription. So it's free to readers, which is amazing, especially if you look at emerging countries and so forth. It's a great way to get the science out there in the hands of everybody. Awesome. And just to have the URL for that? Right, so arthroplastytoday.org, arthroplastytoday.org, and the front page will come up, and it's very user-friendly. There's also a um, downloadable app so that you can download content and look at it when you're offline. So both of those are available. On the homepage, the arthroplastytoday.org, on the top portion, you'll see the different subheadings. We have CME offerings. We have uh, the surgical tips as their own collection. And then under the collections tab, we also have the print edition examples that are printed each year at this fall meeting. And let's talk a little bit about submitting to the journal. Let's have a great paper I'd like to submit to Arthroplasty today. How would I do that? Well, it's very easy. You go through the same web portal, arthroplastytoday.org, and there's instructions for authors. So it shows the format that we prefer and the different submission criteria. There is a publication fee if your article is peer-reviewed positively. There's a publication fee for the authors, and that's explained on that 
um, on the website as well. Like other open access articles, it has to be funded in some way. I will say that there's a number of different venues, and we have some waivers available for authors from developing countries or authors that don't have a budget for clinical research that's helpful. So the submission process is very straightforward. You'd have to make an account with editorial manager and follow along. As many authors know from publishing elsewhere, it's very simple from the web portal. And there's a lot of journals that are open access, but there's a submission fee. Do we have a submission fee at Arthroplasty today? There's no submission fee for Arthroplasty today. Only if the article gets accepted for publication is a fee required. So that's a nice reduction in the barriers to entry to publication and open access for this journal. Just looking at what we've been able to do in the last year, if you look at the amount of impact that this is having, the most downloaded article in the history of the journal has over 25,000 downloads. So this information is getting out there. It's a great repository for publications for authors who want to be seen. Absolutely. In fact, I forgot to mention the beginning. I've been an associate editor since the beginning when Brian tapped me to support him. He's done an amazing job. So on that concept of submission, we have a relationship with our sister publication, Journal of Arthroplasty. So maybe, Greg, do you want to talk about the submission brought Two things. One is, is the formatting similar? For the, the two journals? The formatting is similar, and the conflict of interest designation goes from one journal to the other. If an article is not deemed acceptable for publication or is declined to be published in the Journal of Arthroplasty, but is felt to be publishable work, perhaps it's not the right article type, a case report, for example, then the editors can select to offer to the authors the option of automatic cascading down for peer review at Journal of Arthroplasty. They may choose to accept or decline that offer, but we've tried to streamline the process so that the authors don't have to start from scratch and resubmit to a different journal, which is really nice. Oh, it's outstanding. It's a great service to our membership. So let's talk a little bit more about Arthroplasty today. It's the official journal of the AJR, the American Joint Replacement Registry. Tell me more about how that relationship started and how we're optimizing and and using it to promote the information that we've gained. That's a great question and something we're very proud of. So about the time that Arthroplasty Today came into being, AJRR was also getting up and running. And so early on, we made a partnership with them to be their official journal. And early on, we made a commitment that we would publish any research that they deemed appropriate that came out of the early data from the AJRR. So early on, we published an article comparing AJRR data to world registry data as far as revision uh, burden. A second article on infection burden came out the year after. And these have been you know, highly cited articles, which I personally believe have been beneficial in the acceptance of AJRR worldwide. Recently, American Joint Replacement Registry came under the umbrella of AAOS. And during that transition, the American Academy Academy of Orthopedic Surgery, and during that transition, they have kept us as their official journal. So each December, we will release the executive summary of the AJRR report, so for the data for the previous year at this meeting. So the official report comes out and we publish the executive summary. We're also committed to publishing information related to AJRR, data from AJRR, if they deem it appropriate for us to publish it. 
So, Greg, the HR has gotten to be a pretty important registry. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the AJRR is becoming the leading registry in the United States. More and more institutions are signing on to submit data to the AJRR. And registries are critically important to identify trends, particularly related to early device failures or underperformance of certain implants or techniques. And we're pleased to report those things out to our membership. It's really a public safety measure if you want to know the truth of it. And I think if I look at the publications related to some of the device problems that we've seen related to things like metal articulations, metal on metal problems, um, I think Arthroplasty Today has published several of the most important articles in that regard, and that's partly due to Dr. McGorry's interest in this particular problem. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And I think it's 1.7 million registered implants now in the AJR. It's, one, it's already over, eclipsed the size, if not the depth, but certainly the size of the uh, other registries. So tell me a little bit about impact factor. All authors that have important research want to make sure that they're that they publish in a journal that has an impact factor and it's uh, searchable. So tell us a bit about that journey or in where we are now. That's an excellent question. Impact can be measured in many different ways. I think that if a journal is accessible, that will increase its impact, but it's sometimes hard to measure. So one of the ways that the industry measures impact is by how often an article is cited in other articles. And there are other criteria that go into the impact factor. So as you might imagine, as a young journal, you're at a disadvantage because you haven't published a lot of papers that will be cited. What we found now coming into our fifth year, not only are our submissions growing and our acceptance in the orthopedic and arthroplastic community growing, but our articles are being cited more and more. And this year, we've gone over a 1.0 citation factor, which means that each article on average is cited at least once from our journal. So that's kind of where we are. And where we're going, I think Greg can tell us what our goals are for the future. We're currently in the process of trying to be listed with an impact factor. And there are several criteria that are necessary in order to do that. One of the things that we've worked to do and continue to do is to make sure that we have diversity in our board relative to geographic location as well as gender. And we're actively recruiting members to be reviewers and editorial board members from around the world. I think that's very important. We're doing some other things that are uh, publication best practice relative to conflict of interest management and publishing those conflicts directly within the context of our articles, as well as being more transparent about author roles within a manuscript. So we're really just trying to take our journal to the next level and with the right leadership, the support of AUKUS and the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, and certainly with all the support we've had with Elsevier, I think we're poised to do that. So let's end on that note in terms of where we're going next. So do you have any big plans you want to share with us? In the last year alone, we've seen over 20% growth year over year in our submission. So clearly, we're starting to reach this critical mass tipping point in terms of the reach of our journal, the awareness of our journal, and we want to be a desirable place for authors to submit their work for thoughtful peer review and timely publication and wide dissemination of their work in an open access format. Those are our overarching goals. 
we're also providing a repository of articles in various designations that are easy, quick access that you could look at on your phone if you're, say, going to go do a procedure on a person with a certain diagnosis or a certain problem, you might look into one of our repositories there. The other thing that we're doing is offering very economical CME online. Uh, CME? Continuing medical education. So one of the ways to get category one continuing med ed is to read articles and answer questions related to those articles. We offer that directly online and uh, we look forward to seeing the growth of that over the next year. So let's close this out with a quick call to action. What I heard you say is that we're still looking for reviewers and potential board members. And uh, how would uh, some of our audience that's listening in that would love to help the journal grow and, and as a reviewer, how would they contact the Arthroplasty Today team? Well, I think one of the best things that we can do is have them contact AAHKS so they can drop an email through our AAHKS.org website. Awesome. Gentlemen, congratulations on the work we've done. Now, at the end of this podcast, can I tell you, I am awe of what you've done. You know, this thing started, I was there, was there at the board meetings when you had to request the funding, make the argument, educate us on what it all meant to have open access, why it was the right platform, work through Elsevier to create that relationship, then shepherd us through the first publications and get us to a point now where we have an impact factor, it is searchable, we have an extraordinary website, we're collecting some of the best papers that are being published in Orthopedics today, and that came out of nowhere over a tremendous amount of effort on your part over the last five years. It's been a pleasure to help you with that as my most minute way and to watch you pull this thing off. So well done. Greg, you've got some big shoes to fill, my friend. That's for sure. Brian deserves all the credit. Absolutely. Thank you both for your attention to our journal and your help with our journal. But of course, I couldn't have done this without the support of AHKS and both of you. So thank you very much. Excellent. Well, with that, we'll call it a wrap. And that's the end of our series of podcasts we're collecting here at the 2019 American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons Fall Meeting in Dallas, Texas. Please uh, look for other podcasts in this series. Rate us on your favorite podcast channel with lots of stars. We're, we're looking for five. We hope we met your needs and please join us again. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit aahks.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, and investigate in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery.